Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you today? I pray all is well with you. I pray that you checked in with yourself today and I pray that you are making conscious decisions in this new season, not only of the podcast, but season of your life, season of your year. And I don't care if you feel like yesterday looked like today, baby, claim it by faith that today is a new day. And this is a new season that yesteryear is what's old and today is what's new. And the new has yet to begin. You're just starting out. Whether it be you just starting out your day or you're just starting out the month or the week, the year. We're we're only in February. (laughs) Like you don't know what your life going to look like by June, by July, by December. You have no idea because you've never walked this way before. And so wake up with a smile on your face every day, choosing to make it a good day. And so this is my declarative prayer for you today that I hope that you are being intentional in this season to make it better than it was yesterday. Make it better than it was last year. Start taking conscious steps and you're here because you want to. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Because I know who my ministry is called to. I know who this vision is called for. So I'm glad that you're willing to take the steps. Continue moving forward. And I hope that I encourage you every step of the way to not give up hope. (sighs) All right. So today we are talking about association breeds assimilation. Yep. Yep. Association breeds assimilation. To make this even more plainer for those who are like, huh? Birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> okay, let's just call the spade a spade. Who you are is the sum total of who you hang around. So who are you hang around the most? A lot of times I find that people don't realize their problems, but they recognize everybody else's problems. And so they're really quick to point out what's wrong with their friend, what's wrong with this person, what's wrong with that person in their life. And, and But don't ever want to step into a, in front of a mirror and see what's wrong with them. Because, again, who you are is the sum total of those you hang around. The, your conversation is just as those you hang around. And so if you're like, well, I don't like this person because they always gossiping, then there's something in you that you need to address that either gossips a lot or likes to hear the gossip. So you may not be the one speaking it, but you sure got the one with the ear listening. So there's some area you got to address because when you address the areas in your life that you work on, then you're able to make some conscious choices and decisions to move away from those who are no longer serving you purpose and value. Association breeds assimilation. I want to give you the definition for assimilation to help you understand It's the process of taking in and fully understanding information or ideas. Another definition says the process of becoming similar to something. 
And so in this season, you have to be very intentional. Because if you know you want to become better than who you are today, then chances are, as I've been talking about these last couple episodes, then you need to look around the people you are around. Because if they are no longer going the direction you need to go or that you are going, then you need to uproot yourself from that situation. You need to uproot yourself from that friendship, from that relationship, from hanging out with that particular family member. I know, I know they are your favorite so-and-so, but if they are not bettering you, if they are not helping develop you into the best version of yourself, if they're not even becoming better themselves, then chances are you may need to step away from them. Because one thing I've learned in my life as I follow Jesus Christ, I've learned who's supposed to be your inner court, your outer court, and your holy of holies. I've learned, and I'll explain what that means in a minute for those that have never heard that before. But what I've learned is there are some people who you are assigned to. There are some people who you're meant to befriend. And there are some people who you're meant to let go. Another way to put it is there are some people that are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And you got to figure out where each person falls. When you get clear on where each person falls and you understand what they bring to the table or what you bring to the table and how your interaction is, then you're able to operate in a functional manner that does not steal anything from you. I mean, pouring from an empty cup, basically. Like, not that they're stealing something from you, but that they are taking something from you that you don't have to give. And so... Let me go back real quick before I go forward. So when you hear the the phrases inner court, outer court, holy of holies, it's something that we've learned um, if you follow Jesus' life and the people that were around him. There were his inner court, which many people think that they were all the disciples. That's not true. The inner court were three core people who he can show his most vulnerable side to, He who he can be completely honest with about his plans about his direction about his what he's called to do uh timing all of that and they were peter james and john they were only three key people wasn't the whole world it wasn't the whole family it wasn't everybody that want to say they're your friends it wasn't a thousand people it was three people and so your holy holy should be a small core group of people who you know you can be your absolute most vulnerable self with, and they can share in that burden with you, that they can help carry that load, that when you fall down, they can help pick you up because they are strong enough to do so. Then you have the inner court. The inner court were the rest of the disciples or the apostles. They were those, the rest of the, the, um, the rest of the nine, so to speak, they were the, the rest of the group that were there to kind of serve were there to you know do life with in terms of the celebrations and and um the miracles and things like that but to make it modern these are the people who you may travel with from time to time y'all may go to other each other's uh family functions from time to time um But they don't know the innermost parts of you like your bestie does. Your bestie will be somebody who you will put in the category of a holy of holy. They are somebody who you, again, show your most vulnerable side with. 
the the inner court is not really that. There are people that that still do life with you. They're connected to you, but y'all don't know each other's ins and outs of each other's business, each other's you know personal depth moments of their heart, and you don't know theirs. And then the outer court is everybody else. <laughs> everybody else is the people who you work with, the people who you went to school with, the people who you are friends with on social media. Like they are outer court. They are people who know of you they don't really know you like that Mm -mm. they don't know you know you like your your holy of holies know you and though um your inner court knows you a little bit better than the outer court they still don't know you how your holy of holies know you and so you see how that breaks down like the the holy of holies should be no more than three people three core people in your life doesn't mean it have to be exactly three it could be one or two but no more than three core people in your life that you can really do life with and show your most vulnerable you're down and outside you know when you're at your lowest point you know you can call that person and turn that person or those people they're your holy of holies but then you have the inner court again they may still be friends but you won't show them your most vulnerable side they have not um developed enough with you to trust that you can give them the innermost parts of you and then there are the outer court. That's people that's not outside the inner circle. And they're not outside the even tinier inner circle that's smaller than the inner court. And so who are these people in your life? Like I gave you that breakdown because I wanted you, and you may have to go back and pause it to write this down for your life so that you can write these categories down or put it in circles, make a circle of inner court, make a circle of holy of holies, make a circle of outer court, and then put some names in those circles to see who needs to be where. That'll help you understand who's who in your life, first of all. Then it comes the second part of how long are they in your life for? Like, what purpose do they serve? Is there a reason that they're in your life? Are they meant to be in your life for a season? Or is this truly a person that's meant to do life with for a lifetime? And a lot of times, we have people in the wrong categories. I know I've been there. Before I got into ministry, I used to think that people, everybody that came up to me and that, you know, I would hang out with and, and, Talk to on the phone, this, any other, um, and what felt like doing life with them, but they were friends. I found out very, very, you know, quickly, but the hard way that that's not the case. There are some people that are only in life for a reason. There are some people that are only in assignment. That means that you have something to offer them that will not steal from you, but that will help better them. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So, yes, you are a friend to some capacity, but you're not a bestie. You you may not even, well, you, they will be a little bit of an inner court, depending on who they are. Um, or they could be an outer court. Again, it, it depends on how you, how you flow with wisdom in order to put that together. Because I've had some people who, you know, I know them in the outer court sector and we're cool in terms of just, I know a little bit about them. They know a little bit about me. I'm here to give them counsel. I'm here to encourage them. I'm here to strengthen them. But that's it. I know that they are my assignment, which means I know that this relationship with them, this friendship 
so to speak, is only going to be temporary. There's going to come a point in time where they're going to go their separate way and I'm going to go my separate way. There are some people who are um, in my inner court and they know a little bit more about me and my family dynamic and whatnot and I know a little bit about them and their family dynamic and whatnot. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they are besties. It doesn't necessarily mean that they um, are going to be in my life for a lifetime. They may, they may not be. They may only be in my life for a reason or a season. We shall see. And then there are those who you know that these are holy of holies meant to do life with you. And even with that, make sure you really know. Because there are some people who feel like this is my best friend. I've been able to tell them any and everything and and whatnot. And we've hung out together and it's any other. But as you grow and evolve and be intentional about your healing and become better, they may wind up shifting from that holy of holy section. They may not be a bestie for a lifetime. They may have only been a bestie for a season. And part of that season could have been that y'all both were broken. And so as long as y'all both were broken, then, hey, clearly we can come together. Clearly we can do life together because you in a broken place. I'm in a broken place. You in a down out place. I'm in a down out place. You in a broke, busted and disgusted place. So am I. You know, your your home, your, your girl cheated on you, brother. My my, my chick cheated on, cheated on me too. So now we friends because <laughs> we have a common denominator. And that is the only thing that is tying and gluing our friendship together is this common denominator. But when that common denominator is no longer common anymore, then that association may change. And you'll find yourself having to assimilate to a new situation. Having to change and and move towards something that you are becoming. Because you're growing and evolving. And as you as we all grow and evolve, you'll find yourself again not fitting in with the people you once fit in with. I know I've been here. To be quite honest, right now, I have one friend left in my life. And this is a friend that is a holy of holy. That's it. I used to be a person that had at one point almost 10 friends. And then it dropped down to five. And then it dropped down to one. Because as I went through some very tough, challenging seasons in my life that I call the Joe Wilderness season. As I went through those years, those tough, hard years in my life where I was at my lowest of lowest of lowest points ever. I got to see who really was down for me, who really had my back, who really was there to ride for me, who really was willing to help me out of a ditch. It wasn't no, it wasn't too many people, to be quite honest. They just kept falling off like dead flies, okay? <laughs> they they just fell and gone. And I don't have nothing bad to say about them. Their season was up and that's okay. You have to understand when the tide is changing in your life, when the seasons are changing in your life, because again, association breeds assimilation. If you stay connected to the wrong thing for too long, it becomes the wrong thing for both of y'all. 
And both of y'all wind up drowning. There's there's no happiness there. There's no joy there. There's no peace there because the grace is left. And you'll wind up dragging along, holding on to something that's dead weight. I have been there. Recently, I had a friendship that, um, you know, I thought we were going to reconnect. And we, you know, kind of briefly came back and reconnected for a short time. And and then it just like shattered. Because I realized that we are no longer walking the same direction. The way I'm going in my life, you're not going that way in your life. My values and my views, you don't share them anymore. And I had to look at the common denominator. What anchored us in our friendship before and which changed? Part of it was location. Sometimes proximity will cause you to be friends with people who you think you're meant to do life with. And it's not. It's just proximity. That's why you have people that say I work friends. Because as soon as you change that job or they change that job, a lot of times those work friends stop being work friends. Because, <laughs> again, you are only cool because of the proximity. And so who are people in your life that you need to be making some decisions about? It's time to level up, y'all. Oh, yeah. In this season, it's time to level up. It's time to grow up. And part of growing up is not just aging every year. It's about spiritual maturity. Becoming mature in the areas that you know you need to grow in and develop in. And then taking the steps of faith to do the work. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But it's worth the process. Because why stay stuck in a sinking sand? Why stay stuck in quicksand? When there is a rope or a ladder nearby to help you get out. There's somebody pulling you up to get out. But you're like, oh no, but this homie right here. This um boyfriend, this girlfriend right here. Even possibly if it's a job, this job right here is, it's been holding me down though for this long. And so you got people who are loyal to the wrong things. And and part of it could be because of pop culture. Because what you hear and the music, what you watch on TV, that, that feeds you this narrative that says you must be ride or die for any and everything. You must, you must, um... You know, you must hold a person down just because they've been with you for a time. You, you Just because you've been with me for a time doesn't mean that this is healthy anymore. And it probably never was. Because a lot of that terminology that we hear about ride or die friendships or relationships, that Bonnie and Clyde thing, a lot of that had to do with crime. <laughs> Let's just call it spade a spade. A lot of it had to do with crime. And so you were only associated with the wrong things that bred, that bred the assimilation of you moving towards the wrong things. And then you continue down that path saying, well, we, we've been riding this long together. And even though I'm now having a consciousness to get off this ride, but this person still want to ride. I mean, I seen this movie years ago. Y'all, this is an old school movie. I'm just calling it an old school movie. Because of my age, but um, 
called, um, you know what, for legal reasons, I'm not going to say the name of the movie, <laughs> but I will say, I'm going to describe it to y'all. You're probably going to get it when I describe it. I saw this movie where these two friends went on like a crime spree and they were regular people. But suddenly one person did something wrong and the other person wanted to stand up for that friend and things, you know, went wrong. And so they went on a run from the law they, and they went on a crime spree. And then at the end, when the police caught up with them, they decided to say, you know what? There's a cliff at the end of this road. Let's drive off this cliff and end our lives together. And they smiling, they hold each other's hands and listen to the music and just happily drop off the cliff together and die. Do you know how crazy that sounds? <laughs> okay, baby, baby, listen. That ain't me. Okay, I am not that. If you looking for that friend, that ain't me. Mm-mm. Because I won't be the friend of reason to say, first of all, we're not going to go running from the cops. Secondly, I'm not going to drive off this cliff. You want to end your life, then you go ahead and end your life. But I'm going to talk you down the ledge as best as I can. And if I still can't talk you off the ledge and you still jump, Oh, baby, I'm going to cry. I'm going to pray for you. Oh, I'm going to miss you. But I'm going to buy my life, okay? <laughs> ah, baby, let's call a spade a spade. I'm not about to sit here and do something like that crazy with you because we've been riding this long together. We've been riding these years together. We've been riding all this. No, that sounds in sane i'm not doing it and this is how some of y'all i had to give you that example because this is how some people view their friendships or view their relationship oh well we, we've been dating for 20 years now so i mean since we passed the time of getting married and they probably not gonna marry me anyway then let's just go on here and keep dating what first of all do you realize you just gave your youth away to somebody who made it very clear at some point in time, though you never wanted to receive the clarity, that they did not intend to marry you. And you've been holding on for 15, 20, 30 years playing a girlfriend? Because let me tell you something that I've seen in my life. This is real facts. The law is the law. And I don't mean the biblical law. I mean the law of the land. The law is the law. And it does not matter how long you have been together if you do not have the legal name sake of that person you have no authority when something happens to that person i'm only telling you guys this because i have been not that i'm a lawyer but i have been in situations where i've had to be the power attorney and the executrix of the estates of other people and it it was a dog fight okay because it doesn't matter how many years you have to say you've been with somebody. You have no legal representation if it's not documented on paper and notarized that you have an authority in this person's life. Prime example, you can be dating somebody right now and if they get sick in the hospital and God forbid they go on life support or they even have to have surgery and they're intubated and they can't make decisions for themselves. The the doctors cannot legally. Now, maybe in your country is different, but here in America, they cannot legally 
take anything you say. I don't care if you say, but listen, you know, my, my so-and-so, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, they wrote this down, how they wanted things. And, and we talked about it last night in bed before they came to you. And it don't matter. You have no legal authority here to say anything because you're not a husband. You're not a wife. You're not a mother or a father either. You have no power of attorney, uh, power of attorney documented by law from a lawyer and a notoriety that said that this is so. So it does not matter what you say or, or want. And this is the problem with people who date for a long time. You have this association with this person and you think that it's cute going around saying you're a husband and wife. I wish I can get off this, but I can't. It's got to be for somebody out there. You sitting here thinking it's cute to keep saying playing around because I've heard people do that and it's so sad. Oh, this is my husband. This is my wife. Well, where's the ring? Oh, we didn't really go, you know, we didn't, you know, do that. Um, But it's coming. I'm sorry, but how long have you been together? We've been together 14 years, 22 years, 22 years. And you saying the ring is coming, baby, stop, stop, stop. Mm -mm. The ring ain't coming. <laughs> you just keep lying to yourself and they keep lying to you. The ring is not coming. I'm not going to lie to you. I had one, my, my last ex-boyfriend say to me, um, he said, you're not, because I said to him before, when we would talk about this, that's how I know. We would talk about marriage and I, I was with him for four years. And every time I will bring it up, like, well, well what's up with this? And, and so finally, um, one of our last conversations before we broke up completely, he said to me, because um, I said, you think I'm naive and I don't know what's really going on. And he said, oh, no, you're not naive. You're just not doing nothing about it. <laughs> Baby, when I got smacked in the face with that comment, <laughs> okay, it was like, wow, hit me like a ton of bricks. And the same goes to whoever this word is out there for. You know that this relationship is not going nowhere. And you keep pretending and pretending it's going to go somewhere. It's going to lead you somewhere. Ooh, but he said, ooh, but she promised. Baby, how much longer are you going to keep going around this bin? You're not naive. You're not blind. You keep blinding yourself. But you see the truth that it's not going nowhere. Your friends see it. Baby, it is bright as light. I'm telling you, if Ray Charles still alive, Ray Charles could see it, okay? Stevie Wonder could see it, okay? The blind can see it, and you claim that you can't see it. You can. You just don't want to change clothes. And so you're staying stuck in something that you don't have to stay stuck in anymore. You can make a decision today to say, I am done with this relationship. I'm done with hearing your empty promises because that's what they are. They're empty promises. You only say it because you see it gets me giddy or happy or excited or hopeful. And it's never going to come to pass. And so you got to make a decision. They say ashes to ashes and dust to dust. This relationship is not worth your joy. It's stolen enough from you. Why let it steal anymore? You can make a decision today to get up. I taught yesterday on when is enough enough. I mean, really. I said it before. I'll say it again. Quoting Medea's, uh, something that Medea said in one of the plays that Tyler Perry wrote. And she said, baby. I cut that noise. I don't want to hear how much you sick and tired of being sick and tired. Because when you really sick and tired, there is nothing and nobody that will stop you from getting about the hell you tired of. But until you really get sick and tired of it, it's going to stay the same. 
Goals for friendships. Goals for a job that you at. You been saying how long you tired of this job. You tired of what they treat you. You tired. Some of you out there, I believe you may even have an idea for your own business. But how long are you going to keep dragging your feet or making a decision? Because they ain't going to make it for you. My ex-boyfriend would have never ended our relationship. Because he was able to get his cake and eat it too. He was able to just keep milking the cow. And like he said to me, you you know what's going on, but you're not going to pull the trigger. So I'm not. I even heard somebody else say to me recently because they've been in this relationship with, with somebody. And they've been living together and everything. I mean, calling each other's kids, their kids and whatnot. It's just ridiculous because they don't have kids together. And, and everybody in the family is like, please get rid of this person. I don't like this dude for you, mom. I don't like this dude for you, uh, sis, daughter, whatever. And they keep telling this woman, like, you need to leave, you need to leave. Like, he's no good to you. And yet, she knows she should leave. Even the boyfriend told her. And yet, she hasn't made the decision. And then she's mad that she's not getting the respect that she wants. She's not getting the love from that she that she deserves and desires. She's not getting the attention, not even on social media, from him. And she's wondering, like, why? Why is he treat me this way? Because you're treating you that way. Baby, I feel like I, I could sense there is somebody listening to this and you got tears falling down your face right now. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to shake you and wake you up. It is time to level up. It is time to make a change. It is time to prioritize you because you've been prioritizing everybody else for far too long. And then wondering why you're not flying where you want to fly. Chickens will always stay on the ground. They are not meant to be flying birds. Though they're birds, they only stay near the coop. But an eagle? An eagle not down there with the chickens. We don't mix. How can two walk together unless they agree? We don't mix. And see, because I'm an eagle, my vision is very clear where I'm going. And I'm soaring, trying to soar higher and higher and higher. So why stay on the ground with chickens who want to stay on the ground? Why stay on the ground with pigeons who want to just keep eating garbage? When you can go and be an eagle and eat the pick of the, the flock, if you will. Because you can fly wherever you want to fly. And have variety. The choice is yours today. Wake up, people. Association breeds assimilation. We out of time, y'all. I, I could sit here and keep talking about this. I'm blue in the face. Y'all have to come back. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. But I got to wrap it up. So the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. The little God be gracious to you. Show you his favor and give you shalom. Give his peace. Take care. Love you guys. Bye now.